Golf Tip, Tula Road Rage. We are back. We're privileged to be joined by uh, Mr. Clemson Baseball, Bob Mahoney. He's been doing it the right way for a million years. Uh, Bob, it's <laughs> always great to speak to you, Bob. Hey, Walt. I, what an honor it is for me to be on your show. I'm telling you, I I try to listen you know, off and on through the day when you get on, and uh, especially when I'm going home. I, in fact, there have been many times that my wife will open the door <laughs> when I'm sitting in the carport. And she'll say, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. Walt is on this rant or something, and I got to listen. I got to see how this is going. So this is this is neat for me, I can assure you. Well, we have a mutual admiration society, Bob, because I have long appreciated your knowledge and what you bring uh, to Clemson baseball, your enthusiasm, and your humor as well. And, and sometimes it's dry. You know, it, it, you're you're great when things are going well, and you're also great and pretty honest when things are not going so well. Hopefully there won't be as much of the latter as we as we move forward. But I want to I want right. to start you out with a question that's that's more yeah. along the the lines of intangible. Before we even think about, I want to actually sort of go back before this weekend. So pretend this weekend hadn't occurred yet, all right? And, and we didn't know the results of these three games. I have heard you and others talk about, you know, the the reasons for optimism, the the sort of intangible reasons for optimism with. Eric, with Eric Bakich and this staff. And and what occurs to me, and, and maybe I'm wrong, Bob, and maybe you saw something different. That's what I really want to get at. But I know that we yeah. said those same type of things with Monty Lee for a long time, especially early. We, had, we shared yeah. that same sort of vision, that same sort of optimism. Some of that is always newness. When, when you've made a decision to go in a different direction, a new coach comes in, you you automatically have reason for enthusiasm and optimism. Do we have it totally right agree. this time? Yeah. Do we have it totally. right this time? And if and what did we have <laughs> and what did we have wrong about Monty Lee? Yeah, I don't you know I don't want to do anything to bash you know Monty or any of his his, um, his staff because I thought a lot you know you get close to these people especially yeah. when you travel and all that with them you just. Um, and you aren't, you know, I'm not one that's privy to team meetings. That's one thing that, you know, I, I don't sit in on team meetings. I don't, I'm not in on all this classroom stuff that, that even Eric's doing now. So all I can do is go by, you know, what I hear and what I hear from Eric. And then you, you've got to see what the results are on the field, you know, based on what you've heard. And uh, I've had the honor of being able to introduce Eric at like five, I think five different meetings that he has spoken to different groups. And that's been fun. Um, but he doesn't talk a lot about baseball when he, when he gives those talks, it's more of a philosophical type talk and what he's trying to build in his players, you know, a mindset and you know what you want to see. And, you know, I appreciate you asking that question because when you what you want to see going into a weekend like this where everything is going to be new and you, well you really it's still baseball you still got to hit and pitch and catch and throw and all that kind of stuff but I think what we've been looking for is the approach you know not just at the plate or anything else and I specifically you know want to see a difference in 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 the pitching staff you know how is that being handled different by Jimmy Bellinger you know what what is his philosophy. Uh, of pitching 
And then, you know, as far as hitting goes, you hear Eric, you know, quite often talk about, you know, his hitting ideas. You know, it's not about it's not about power. It's not about getting a lot of hits. It's about scoring runs. And we're going to do everything we can to score runs, whether it be on the base pass, at the plate, um, you know, whatever it takes to score runs, whether it's the bunning game, whether it's a running game, whether it's power. You know, all those things have to come together, but he's not going to concentrate on just one of those things. He's going to concentrate on what it does, you know, what we need to score runs, and a lot of times that's dictated by situation. But, uh, you know, when I went into the weekend, I first of all wanted to look at the pitching and see how the pitching was, and I was totally shocked by the starters, to tell you the truth, other than Ammons, because we had heard that. And then the other two starters didn't come out till late. And was you know here you got three guys that have eleven out of the twelve saves last year starting on your opening weekend. <laughs> well, I want to I want to get to that with you in one second. I'm, I want to go back yeah. for a second. I know you don't I know you don't want to say anything about the 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 prior staff, and I understand your position. <laughs> I am not in that position, so so let me say this about it. It yeah. it, it didn't work. I mean, it just didn't work. None of it worked. Oh I mean, yeah. And yeah, that, and the yeah. reality. To my way of thinking, Bob, is Monty was playing a completely analytical style of baseball, much in keeping with the way the game is played today. But none of the principles that he preached were working either. It was always uh, can't give up free 90, free 90, free 90. And all they did was give up free 90s and they made no contact. (laughs) They made no contact with the baseball Bob, and you know this, and and, and I think more smart people are starting to figure this out, that if you never make contact with the baseball, you never (laughs) allow the defense to make an error. That and you can't score runs. You can't score runs. Exactly right. You don't have guys on base, you can't score runs. Yeah, and you're exactly right. The strikeout was, I mean, all you got to do is look at the statistics of, you know, the last few years, and, you know, we struck, struck out as many or more times than most people did. And uh, that's that's the other thing I wanted to see is some of the experienced players, and it's obvious which ones. You know what is going to be their approach? How is how is their mindset going to change offensively when they come to the plate? And boy, did we see that this weekend. That that I saw in in some of the guys, namely Caden Grice and uh, Chad Ferry, the two guys I was most and Chad Ferry most impressed with. And we talked about Chad Ferry, Bob, before the start of last year, and we both had some expectations for him. But those expectations yeah. sort of melted as the season went away. And all of a sudden now, it looks like this is the Chad Ferry we thought we might get as the approach at the plate for these guys has clearly changed. Yeah, it has. And I think it's it started with a mindset. It started you know, kind of in the classroom. And, you know, what's it going to take to slow the game down and have a different approach at the plate? And I think in the interview, I think I saw an interview with uh, where Chad did have, you know, the 19-1 to game. After that game, I think Chad was one of them that was being interviewed. And, uh, you know, he's just – and, of course, these guys deflect a lot of the questions off themselves because yeah. that's part of the mindset. You yeah. see them deflect a lot of that. But one thing that Chad did say is, you know, my approach is different completely – mainly because of a mindset and it's something that we've worked on so hard in the fall and now early in the spring 
and my approach at the plate is totally different. But it has to become a habit. It can't be something that you just change overnight. Said, okay, I'm going to have a different approach at the plate. It has to be something that's ingrained in you, so that when you get up there, it's natural. It's not, you know, something. Okay, I got a one-two count now. Now what do I do? Okay, I got to step out, choke up on the bat, try to make contact. No, it's got to be automatic. And uh, you know, I've. I've seen Chad Ferry in the past. I love his swing, everything about him. He's just such an athlete. But to see him have the success that especially he had yesterday, uh, where he, and I think two or three of the times, he because he was four for four, but I think two or three of the times he was behind in the count. He had two strikes on him, and, and in last year even, he, he would have struck out. Yeah. He would have struck out or popped up or something, but uh, completely different approach. Making contact, hit the ball hard. I think that's one thing you saw: solid, hard contact this weekend. And and what and are same these? Thing with Kate and Kate. And what are these newfangled stolen base thing? What 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 are those all about, <laughs> Bob? Well, it, you know that's another thing. I don't think I've ever, and I've been around Clemson baseball for a long time. I don't think I've ever seen teams take the lead like we did especially on Friday night. I couldn't believe it because um, every time those guys got on bases, they were stretching the lead so their back foot was on the cutout, which I have never seen. Never seen leads like that. And so they, you know, they and they, they teach it, it. That extra jump is going to get you a stolen base if you can get back. Now, Cam Canarelli got picked off one time, but it was, again, ag- aggressive. I don't think he was, you know, really upset that he got picked off. But, uh, you know, it can't happen consistently. But still, kid was out to a big lead. And, you know, with the stolen bases that we got, there's obviously some scouting involved there, too, where they didn't feel like, you know, they, they had a catcher that could get the ball down yeah. accurately yeah, or, the Saturday, or quickly. Yeah, the Saturday, the Saturday, or excuse me, the, uh, the uh, Friday battery uh, wasn't uh, – uh, all that terrific no, and holding runners. And no, we kept pointing out that you can't <laughs> believe that a guy wouldn't throw it first. Just throw over there just as yeah. a, you know, just just to make yourself feel better that you've thrown the first to try to keep a runner a little bit close anyway. Um, but, you know, they never threw over on Friday, and we just, you know, we took off all the time, double steals. We got guys on base, and they were stealing all over the place. They didn't know which way to throw the ball. So it was uh, – but very aggressive, aggressive base, intentional, aggressive base running. In sort of and, some uh, throwback baseball, Bob. This is not. Yeah. This is that? not in it keeping is. with the analytics. This is this is actually sort of playing baseball the way it's supposed to be played. You know the way Major League Baseball is trying to duct tape their game back together with all these fake rules. No, I can't stand to, it. to bring it I've back. Heard you talk about. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard you talk about changing the rules, and that kind of stuff drives me crazy. You, you, you know, you play to what you're given. I mean, it's it's you know, it's it's a game. It's still the same game. I don't know why they want to change the game. If the guys are going to shift, then hit it where they're not. Right. It's, that's it's, you know, it's I've heard you talk Free about hits. it. That drives me crazy. And people say, "Oh, Bob, you're so old school." The analytics show that you're still going to get out more often than you're going to be able to get on. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, the analytics are completely broken, Bob, because they're, Major League Baseball is now changing the rules under the guise of of uh, shortening the games. But all these moves are designed to uh, 
put the stolen base back in the game, put runners back on base, restore batting averages falsely with props, you know, as opposed yeah, to and that's just, exactly right. Yeah. I mean, I I can't even imagine. I can imagine coming up to Coach Wilhelm back in the seventies <laughs> or eighties and say, "Hey, Coach, we're going to try to we're going to try to shorten the game. So in extra innings, we're going to put a guy on second base. Is that okay with you?" I can't even imagine what would happen. Uh, and you know what's funny about that, Bob, about the ghost runner thing, is that I um, I have introduced that subject over the last few years a couple times. And every time I do on Twitter, uh, you know, like 100 people respond. And I have never seen such unanimous belief that something is awful than I've seen on that topic. Every single time, it's all 100 people think that's a terrible idea. So I, I don't know yeah. who they're playing to. You know, if they think they're attracting the 16-year-old who's locked in his bedroom with all of his electronic <laughs> toys and that shortening the game starting in the 10th inning is going to lure him in, then they're dumber than I think they are. Oh, and that's exactly what I was just going to say. I mean, you're in the 10th inning. You're already in an extra inning game. Right. I mean... What's the deal? The people who like it want it. The people who don't, yeah. they're not watching anymore. They're, they left no. in the first inning no. if they were there at all. Yeah, it's um, it takes away such strategy of the game. I don't know. I just, you, I, <laughs> I don't need... I'm, oh. too, I'm too old school about all that stuff. But. All right, on the pitching, on the pitching front, this is, again, yeah. another area. Did somebody have it right? And now they are wrong, and now they have it right. Is did did we look at all these guys as relievers last year? You know, Monty had also sort of moved to that more modern style of the starters. You know, only go X amount of innings, and then your bullpen sucks up all the innings. Did did they have that wrong last year? And is the first sign of these guys in their new roles as starters a positive? Uh, you know, it, it's, piggyback, uh, yeah, piggyback. Pitching philosophy is interesting. I think one of the things that Jimmy Bellinger, from what I understand from the pitchers and even talking to some of the parents, um, is that this guy, he spends a lot of time with his pitchers and it's not always looking at analytics. I mean, his, if you don't throw strikes, you're not going to pitch. That's the bottom line. If, you, if you're not going to throw strikes, we're going to find somebody else. And even Willie Weiss, who they brought down from Michigan, found that out this weekend. He was so excited about <laughs> getting a couple outs, you know, and then he all of a sudden he walks a couple people, and he's out of the game. I mean, he wanted to get that first win in front of the Clemson fans, you know, and I, I can understand that. I mean, he wanted to show that, you know, he loves being here, and he does. But if, if you're not going to throw strikes, you're not staying in the game. That's that's pretty obvious, you know, from this this staff. And um, you know, I thought that I thought this weekend the trips that Jimmy made to the mound were very productive. Um, they made a difference at the time. Good timing. I don't know what he said, obviously, but uh, it's good timing, and it made a difference. In Bob, I, I've got to take a break. Do you have a couple more minutes, or do you need to run? Oh yeah. All right, yeah I'm, I I'm, we'll be right back. We're talking to Bob Mahoney. Uh, Mr. Clemson Baseball, uh, about Clemson Baseball in general, and about uh, this past weekend series against Binghamton. We'll be right back with Bob Mahoney. Lip smacking, head snapping. 
homemade meat and three, Monday through Wednesday till 7.30, Thursday and Friday till three. Home of the best fried oysters this side of the Carolina coast. The Chicken Basket, Highway 24 in Anderson. Spring cleaning is always first thing on the to-do list this time of year, so don't forget yourself. Roosters is here to remind you how important it is to keep your hair and face fresh and clean this season. Roosters has a full menu of what you need for male grooming this spring to check that off of your list. Don't forget to set your next appointment with the professionals at Roosters on Pelham Road in Greenville by calling 884-8920. Gift cards are always available at Roosters. Give the gift that keeps on giving. It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact-free pickup with Ingalls Curbside. Just visit shop.ingles-markets.com or download the app. And your Ingalls personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. The world is turned upside down, and it's hard to make sense of it all. The alpha male is under attack, and people are more worried about pronouns and toxic masculinity. If you want to get that alpha feeling back, get that weight off, and improve your performance, come see us today at Low Country Mail. We specialize in testosterone replacement and anti-aging. For around 200 bucks a month, we take care of your testosterone, labs, and doctor visits. We also offer ED plans, the P-Shot, and peptide therapy. Book your appointment today, lowcountrymail.com. Gary Mahaffey here with Insurance for Seniors and Disabled. First, let me thank all the WCCP listeners for making annual enrollment very special for me and my coworkers this year. Are you turning 65 in 2023? If so, you may be pondering your Medicare options. Many people feel like this is not important if they are working on and remaining on their company plan. Even if this is the ultimate outcome, I recommend that you look at all options for meeting your health care needs. If I can assist you in this somewhat confusing process, please call me at 864-307-8484 today. And please remember, my services always come free to you and that I will shepherd you through Medicare in the unlikely event that I do not represent a company or specific plan that you are interested in. So again, please call today at 864-307-8484. This Tuesday, the Clemson Tigers are back at home inside Doug Kingsmore Stadium as they play host to the University of Charlotte. This being the Tigers' first midweek contest of the season, the Tigers look to come out on top. Broadcast begins at 3.30. Catch it all right here on the Clemson Athletic Network. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Guys, listen up. Have you been struggling with ED? If so, we have some great news. There is finally a treatment for ED that requires no pills, no injections, and no surgery. This is the latest medical breakthrough for the treatment of erectile dysfunction. Greenville Men's Clinic is proud to offer the most advanced form of acoustic wave therapy, which has been proven to increase blood flow, reverse ED, and increase size. 
Stop wasting your time with pills that produce side effects and have little to no results. Medical institutions at Cambridge University and Cleveland Clinic have shown this technology to be safe with no side effects. So if you're looking for a proven solution, call Greenville Mint Clinic today. They have performed over 12,000 treatments with outstanding results and can help you too. Call Greenville Men's Clinic 864-301-1111 That's 301-1111 or GreenvilleMensClinic.com That's GreenvilleMensClinic.com Still overpaying for a razor? In this economy? Gross. At Dollar Shave Club you can get a top shelf shave at a regular shelf price. We've been hawking shaving products for years online and we're excited to bring you the same great quality and low prices at a store near you. From high-quality stainless steel blades to super smooth shave creams, Dollar Shave Club's in the business of making your shave easier. Find Dollar Shave Club in the men's razor aisle. Getting your Dollar Shave Club razor wherever you want. Isn't that great? Live and local sports talk coming to you from the UpCountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate. UpCountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The Varsity, where in Atlanta you can get a hot dog, but in South Carolina you get sports talk. The Roar, where every day is game day. We are back. I'll get right back to Mr. Baseball, Bob Mahoney, in one second. Mr. Clemson Baseball, I should say. Uh, before I do, let me tell you about George Coleman Ford. Uh, and they are uh, Mr. Auto Men and Women at George Coleman Ford. And they've been that for uh, almost 100 years, Ramona. 90, over 90 years. I mean, do you even know what your area looked like 90 years ago? I have no idea. Uh, we're... Were there any auto dealerships there? Are they still there today? I doubt it. Through good times and bad, George Coleman Ford has been there for 90 years helping your family. And that's why they stay in business because they do the right things and you reward them with your loyalty. If you can't find that kind of service anymore, it's because you're looking in the wrong places. Jamie writes, absolutely by far the best dealership we've been to. We were looking for a specific vehicle. We found what we were looking for online. We called and spoke with Joe Garland, told him we were coming to look at the truck. He pulled it off the lot for us, had it waiting when we got there. Joe's an excellent salesman, outstanding person. Everything at the dealership was, everybody at the dealership was very friendly, helped us with everything we needed. We now have the truck we were looking for. I would recommend them to anyone. That's George Coleman Ford and Traveler's Rest. You'll find the same experience. Go see him. I promise you'll thank me better. All right, let me get back to uh, my guy, Bob Mahoney, and we're talking about Clemson baseball. Bob, do I have you? Yep. All right, yep. Here's, here's the next question, Bob. You know, we've talked a little bit about the, the clear distinctions between Clemson baseball last year and this year. And let me preface this by saying, look, this is one series against Binghamton and I'm not getting right. carried away. I mean, if the Saturday right. game had gone sideways, we wouldn't be nearly as optimistic today right. as we are. <laughs> right. And it well could have. So, you know, I, I, that's the only note of caution. But in terms of what we saw, what made this staff, Bob, look at the same pitchers that 
last year's coaching staff thought were relievers and turn them into starters, which is not always an easy transition. No, not at all. It's, it's a, but fortunately they started that back in the fall. So, right. you know, they felt like these guys were going to be, you know, more positioned to be started because they knew some of the strong arms that were coming in too, that uh, some of the young arms that sometimes come out of the bullpen, the middle of the game, or they knew they were bringing in a closer too right. from Michigan. So I think that they wanted to make sure that these guys knew that they, they were going to have to start to change their mindset. And I think, you know, um, I, I think these guys may, I think Gordon definitely is an automatic starter. He would have been one that I would have thought would have been a starter anyway, at some point in his career, Austin Gordon, he's got a great body, great mindset. He's a great athlete on the mound. And I, I think he fielder, definitely apparently. would. <laughs> yeah. He, well, he's one of the best athletes yeah. on the team. There's no question about that, but, uh, yeah, great play on uh, Saturday. Um, Ammons, I thought, you know, because of the role he had last year, I thought it would be hardest for him to change because he was the kind of pitcher when he took the mound, it looked like he just maxed out every pitch. So if you're going out there to throw 20 to 30 pitches in a closing role or, you know, you know, your late guy out of the bullpen, that's basically what you're going to do. So you can max out. So when you, um, when you, when you become a starter, you've got to change the whole mindset and begin to figure out how you, how you're going to pace your way through the game. And, uh, as far as Jay Dill goes, um, he was good out of the bullpen, not very successful as a starter last year, but I think he had more of a starting mentality too. Um, as far as being able to pace him, you can tell by the way he pitches, he's more of a, more of a guy that's going to pace himself through the game. So I think that's those looking at those three guys. I don't think Gordon or Dill had their best stuff. Um, you know, obviously they were at a pitch count. In fact, Ammons and Gordon both threw 72 pitches in the game uh, to get out of get through five. I think uh, Dill threw 80, like 85 pitches to get through four. So he, you know, faced a lot more than the other two guys did. But I still didn't think either one of those guys had their best stuff on the mound. And I think both of them would probably admit that. Um, now Ammons looked pretty sharp. He. He was focused, got nine strikeouts, you know, only gave up a couple of base hits, looked, didn't walk anybody. No walks, yeah. And, you know, he, he acted like a Friday night guy. And I think uh, I think that helped him to know that personally that I've made the transition now and, uh, you know, I can, I can become this Friday night starter. And, you know, what I'm interested in is see if they're going to be consistent with that starting rotation next weekend. Because I know they want to, you know, because okay. I, I was yeah. going to ask you, you know, I was going to ask you sort of that question next. So, how long do you think this will be the starting rotation for the weekend? Well, that's that's a great question because I I do know they have some other young guys that they want to get in the game, but they may start with this group again just because of the experience, and then you know bring guys in into the game even tomorrow night. Um, Tuesday night. I don't know who the starter is going to be yet. I may have been named, but I've been trying to work today a little bit, so I don't know who's been named the starter for tomorrow. But you know, they've in 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 talking with the coaches, you know, over the past few weeks, and I know they've got some young guys that they're very impressed with that they want to get in the game, and I don't know that they're ready to start them, but it still would be interesting. I don't know who's going to start tomorrow night. I'd be interested to see who they put out there tomorrow night. You know, we didn't see Billy Barlow at all this weekend. 
Uh, he's one guy that had pitched a lot last weekend. We saw Nick Clayton twice, which I didn't expect, really. Um, haven't seen some of these other young guys that, uh, or guys that are experienced. The Rob Hughes, the uh, uh, Ty Olenchuk hadn't pitched yet. Um, so there's there's some guys that did have some experience starting last year, and I don't know if they're going to go with any of those guys tomorrow night. Uh, to try to get in the game, but they also have some young guys that they want to see pitch a lot more. Joe Allen was one that came in a couple times this weekend and really looked good, although he didn't pitch very much. He looked good when he was out there, and I think the guy they're really, really high on is Tristan Smith, who came in, and he was kind of lights out, uh, out there, effortless, 91-92 from the left side. He looked, he was one of the one of the uh, high points I thought for yeah. the weekend yeah. seeing Kristen Smith out there, big kid, strong. Um, I think they have high expectations for him. So, uh, you know, I think they've got to staff to work. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's all great info, Bob. You know, they, sometimes sports is really so simple. And, you know, yeah. one of the things, <laughs> some of the things we've seen already make you feel good about it because honestly, there was no way on God's green earth for that team to win last year. There just wasn't. I mean, you you can't walk a million batters and you can't strike out a million times and think you're winning baseball games because you're not. Yeah. I mean, it's just the fundamentals of the game. You just weren't any good at them. And, you know, again, I know Monty preached, you know, the free 90, free 90. It seemed like the more he preached it, the more free 90s they gave up, you know, and already yeah. they're not doing that. <laughs> They're not putting free 90s on. They're not giving guys bases this year. It's one series. I get that. But but you have to feel good about that element that if you don't just hand it to them and that if you actually contact the ball with the bat on a regular basis or a much more regular basis than you did last year, you're going to win a lot more games. Well, and I thought I saw, you know, I saw that in Caden Grice this weekend. Obviously, he's been working on it in the fall and here in the spring, but you saw that approach, and he put the ball in play on the right side. They couldn't handle it a couple times, couple, and one one or two two times. I think he got it through on the right side for base hits with two strikes, and uh, and he's got a lot of power. You know, he obviously has a lot of power, but he becomes a two-strike hitter all of a sudden, and that's a new element of his game that he didn't have last year at all. And and he doesn't and to go through a weekend. Go ahead. And if he just makes contact with the ball, he's big enough and strong enough to drive it anywhere. If he just makes contact, exactly right. And I think they finally have got him convinced of that. I mean, they wouldn't have put him in the leadoff spot and then the right. number two spot. And and they're, they're almost forcing it, saying, <laughs> you know, in those two spots, you got to make contact. You got to be a base runner. You got to, you know, you got to be on base for these other guys. Yeah, so, no, uh, yeah, no I question. think they have forced him into that situation where, you know, we're dependent on you to be a number two hitter or, you know, in the first game, a number one hitter. Yeah. It, so a, a lot of good things came out of this weekend, Bob. I, I think in, just in general, you, there's a feeling that, at least to me, that you're you're playing baseball the, the sort of the way it's supposed to be played. And, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and it was. It was refreshing. Yeah. It was refreshing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, to see, to see runners get on and, and more flat swings and more contact and more uh, more stolen bases and, you know, more just the way baseball is actually supposed to be played. 
and the way it used yeah. to be played, as opposed to, again, I, what we watched last year, I, I mean, was just pretty ugly. It just was. I mean, just nothing. You couldn't watch it. Yep. Nothing but strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. And then when you're on the mound, when you're on the hill, it's walk, walk, walk. It's, it's, it was hard. Yeah. It, it's hard. It's hard watching games like that. There's no question about it. And, um, you know, the other, first of all, you know, the encouraging thing that I saw is some of the older guys just totally changing their mindset and totally changing their approach on the mound, at the plate, defensively, on the base pass, everything. But then you add that, you add to that these younger guys that already now, that is their mindset. That's the only game they know here at Clemson. And to see the success that they had this weekend, oh, my goodness, you Everybody they threw in the game yesterday had a productive at bat. Right. Right. You know? And yeah. it's, uh, so that's very encouraging for the future to see some of these young guys that are hungry to play. You know, let me ask and, uh, one more question, Bob, and we'll let you go. I appreciate all your time. We won't always make this 40 minutes on you, but uh, but just, <laughs> no, to, okay. just to get us going today. Um, in terms of the, the sort of obvious buy-in uh, at this stage, at least. Yeah. From this whole team. Does that come from the success that they know Eric Backage had at Michigan, a place that should be harder to win baseball than Clemson? Does it does it come directly from they saw this a year ago, they know that Michigan had success, and does it also come from the classroom instruction that you discussed earlier? Oh, I don't think there's any question about it. Yeah, I think Eric, when he came to Clemson, he brought a different element to the game um, and that these kids were not used to. They, they were not used to classroom-type environment and that this is where, where we're going to grow as a team. And I think that's what the classroom environment has taught them more than anything is we're going to win as a team, we're going to lose as a team, we're going to support our teammates. It's going to be all about the other guy and not about me. And everything I do out there is going to be to make this team better and make the guys around me better. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that it, that's it generally because there's a whole lot more to it that he's brought to it. But, uh, and also to have two guys that he actually brought from that system yeah. uh, who are tremendous leaders on the team, uh, Weiss and, and Bertram, uh, both just solid kids. And, you know, I heard an interview with uh, Lindley, I think, last year, and they were saying – well, how much did these guys help during the transition? How much did these two guys and their experience, other than their confidence, they know it works? And the guys, you know, they told them, they said, you're going to have to figure it out. Just figure it out. And you'll see that it's going to work. And, you know, sooner or later they got into it and they said, well, you know, maybe something is different about this. And it is different. It's not, it's not normal. It's not normal because most coaches – Coach on the field, that's it. that is their classroom. The batting cages is their classroom. The bullpen is their classroom. The, you know, the diamond is their classroom. That's where you learn the game. That's where you get better. But he has taken, he's, he's brought a whole new element. I don't know how many coaches do this, but he's brought a whole new element to the game that has changed the mindset. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest differences. They've, convert, they've converted their minds into, you know, it, it's just a different thought process. 
Hey, one last question, Bob, and I'll let, I'll let you run. And, and thank you so much for your time. Uh, just tremendous stuff from you today, as always. Uh, Cam Canarella, I don't know how highly he was regarded nationally by all the services, but uh, they might want to revise their uh, their uh, grading service based on what we saw in weekend one. The kid looked uh, terrific. Yeah, and it starts off just looking at the uh, media guide where they have him listed as an infielder. <laughs> there you go. That's that's where it starts. That yeah. shows the really diversity of that kid. He they just put him out there a couple couple weeks ago and say hey you might have to play the outfield yeah. we had, you know we got a couple injuries out here and not only outfield we're going to put you in center, center field <laughs> uh, which you know and did he handle it how are you going to take him out of center field now yeah that's true i mean it's true not only does he knock the cover off the ball all weekend you know he's, he's batting 500 he's six for 12 with six runs scored a double triple five rbis i mean you got a freshman out there and then you know, and Chad Ferry has the weekend he does. And, you know, there's so many of those that they were so high on these other outfielders, too. I don't know how um, how they're going to get them all in there. But what a great weekend for Canarella. And and like you said, I, couldn't even, I didn't even pronounce his name right on Friday <laughs> when I was doing the lineup. I complete, completely butchered his name. And I'm going, you got to be kidding me. And here he turns out to be the star of the weekend. That looks good for your play-by-play. -play. I mean, your your color guy. I can't even pronounce the name of it. Best player on the team. Right well, now. you know, Bob, this was the school of DJ Uyunglele at one point. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, not all that you know. hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, the real yeah, problem with DJ Uyungle's name is that everybody, even once you finally had it right, the rest of the world still had it wrong. And so by the time oh, you yeah. listened to them five times, you were back to having it wrong again. <laughs> so, <laughs> you were automatically back right. to ukulele. That's right. That's right. You that's couldn't exactly win. Not. There was a no-win situation there, no. Bob. Hey, uh, Bob Mahoney, great job as always. Uh, Mr. Clemson Baseball. And Bob, uh, when he can, is going to join us every Monday in this time slot. Well, I would love it. And uh, I'll try not to take up so much of your time no, no, in, you, in the future. No, but, uh, you can take up all the time you want. It was fun for me. Thank Walt, you, Bob. Same I here. I really appreciate, appreciate it very much, Walt. I great really job. do. It's fun. Uh, I have always liked that guy. Uh, before I ever, Before I ever knew him, before I ever knew him, uh, you know, before I had ever met him personally, I always liked him. I just, I, I respect his knowledge of the game, first of all. I mean, he's, he, he, he pitched at a high level, all right? And, and it's not just that. He's a student of the game. He's a longtime student of the game. He has a wealth of knowledge to share with anyone willing to listen, and he's entertaining. And, and, he, and he also calls it like it is. And when things are going bad, he's going to tell you that too. And, he, and he's, he's also going to let you know he's none too happy about it. <laughs> I just, I have always liked and respected him, enjoyed listening to him. And, uh, you know, and, and when he teams with Quark, they're terrific. So, uh, Byron, I'm coming right to you on the other side. I know you've been hanging on for a while. Quick break. Craft Stove Store and Patio is here to help your home stay warm and cozy until spring with over 20 burning displays of vented and vent-free gas logs. Vent-free logs will heat for just pennies an hour and even keep you warm and cozy in the event of a power failure. Craft Stove Store and Patio even features the radiant heating vented gas logs that have a real fire look and radiant heat. Visit Craft Stove Store and Patio located on 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Taylor's. Craft Stove Store and Patio. 
One day, your Honda, Acura, Lexus, or Toyota is going to need an oil change. And there's that question, where do I take it? Before you make that decision, ask yourself what you're getting. Do they test drive your vehicle? Do they rotate your tires? Do they glance at the brakes? Or remove the tires and provide an exact measurement of your brake pads? What about suspension? Fluids? At First Class Halt, an oil change means so much more than routine maintenance. Come experience the difference. FirstClassHalt.com, your dealership alternative in Anderson and Greenville. This is for the men who never settle. The ones who miss the fairway all day and still pull out the big stick. The type of guys who will always prefer to be behind the grill than in front of the camera. And the men who never let their friends forget about a high school nickname. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Who wants to settle for a single TV? With more TVs, bigger screens, plus our fabulous scenic views, there's more to watch at Twin Peaks. The Bojangles back at Bojangles, and it's dusted with Bo's famous seasoning. Hook one while you can. This Tuesday, the Clemson Tigers are back at home inside Doug Kingsmore Stadium as they play host to the University of Charlotte. This being the Tigers' first midweek contest of the season, the Tigers look to come out on top. Broadcast begins at 3.30. Catch it all right here on the Clemson Athletic Network. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar where every day is game day. Mattress shopping? Look no further than Engineered Sleep. Visit their showroom in Greenville and try the ES Duo. This two-piece hybrid mattress is their most popular seller. If it's in stock, pick it up the same day or schedule a delivery. Setup is free. Plus, they take away your old mattress. Manufactured mattresses in Greenville for 90 years. Call 866-244-0898 or go to engineeredsleep.com. Save up to $600 and get two free pillows with code WCCP. Better sleep. Rest assured. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment has helped build the upstate for the last 23 years by renting and selling construction equipment. And when it comes to compact equipment, the best in the industry is Takeuchi. The lineup of track skid steer loaders, excavators, wheel loaders, and hundreds of attachments make the choice easy. So come and see why so many choose to buy it or rent it from Bennett and experience the Takeuchi difference. In the upstate, Western North Carolina and North Georgia. 
Did you hear the news? Founders Federal Credit Union just gave account holders a $20 million super loyalty bonus. Ready to experience founders? Make the switch today. Unlock your financial potential with top-tier financial tools and five-star member service. What are you waiting for? Visit a Founders location near you or visit RelaxJoinFounders.com to apply for membership today. Relax. Switch to Founders Federal Credit Union. Terms and conditions apply. Membership qualification required. Federally insured by NCUA. Buying a newer pre-owned vehicle can be a challenging task. The George Coleman Ford team strives to change that. Perhaps that's why their online reviews and multiple Ford President's Awards speak volumes. And with new inventory arriving monthly, you can find the vehicle you've been looking for or have George Coleman Ford order one for you. Never any hidden fees or phantom charges at George Coleman Ford. Plain and simple, old-fashioned, honest business. The best is found in Traveler's Rest. George Coleman Ford. A week ago, Lana said yes to her friend's winter book club meeting. She said yes to baking the cookies, bringing the mugs, and actually reading the book. Uh -oh. But that was all before she booked a better night's sleep with her new Mattress Firm mattress. There, she found low prices on top brands guided by Mattress Firm sleep experts, each with over 200 hours of training. So she was very comfortable missing out. <sighs> and you will be too when you shop at Mattress Firm. Because this winter, the only thing better than making plans is sleeping through them. Restrictions apply. See store mattressfirm.com for details. From the Liberty Bridge in Falls Park to the top row in Memorial Stadium, we are your home for sports across the upstate. 105.5 and 97.5, we are the Roar. Walked up to the road rage. We are back, and Bob is going to be a regular guest on Monday at that 4 o'clock hour during the college baseball season, and uh, you'll get insight from the man right after the weekend series. So I can't get better than that. Um, this texter, texter328, says, hey, I think they should do away with extra inning games altogether. A tie game is an actual game outcome. Yeah, but the peeps won't like that, you know, because they don't like the ties. Now, you see, I think where you ought to have ties is football. Then you don't have any of this danger of any extra time, and it's a, a tie is absolutely an outcome in football, and I think it's a separator. And, and there always were ties. Nobody wants a tie, but you know what ties do in football is they compel you to be aggressive at the end of the game if you want to win. Otherwise, you sit back and take the tie, and you are adjudicated as such. You know, in other words... And even today, this is how I would view it. I don't think a team that goes 12-0 and is the same as a team that goes 12-0 and who won one of their games in overtime. I don't. I don't think that's the same thing. That team did not win all 12 games in regulation. I don't think that's a significant accomplish as accomplishment. I don't. And that's how I would judge you, too, if all else is equal. If all else is equal. It, if you're in a tie game in a football game, in a college football game, and there's, uh, you know, uh, two minutes left, you know what? Let, let's change that. And I'm coming to you guys on the phone lines. Tie game in a college football uh, game with uh, a minute left, and you're on your own eight-yard line, what do you want to do? Do you want to 
play it conservatively and play for the tie? Or do you want to go try and win the game? And see, I think there's a way to judge people even in that. But you had to make decisions at the end of a game. Now you don't. Now you get late in a game, you can just hold the game and say, you know, hold the game up and say, okay, we'll just go to overtime. And, you know, there's always these complaints about the overtime is being too tough on college kids and too long and they're not, well, they used to say they're not paid. <laughs> used to say they're not paid. Oh, by the way, I have something to get to on that at some point too. I don't know if we'll get to that today. But, you know, the bottom line is, uh, I mean, I actually think it's okay in football. I don't know about baseball. Baseball is, has always separated it. Um, and I, I just I don't see any reason not to just play it out in baseball. There's no there's no physical damage. Did I hang up on him? Uh, no. Byron. Byron, how are you, Byron? Good. How are you doing, Walt? Good, Byron. Appreciate you getting in. Appreciate you hanging in there. Oh, you're fine. Um, I, I didn't really want to bring any any uh, negativity on this on this day, and I know you're talking to Bob Mahoney, and, and I think the baseball team is looking good so far. But I, I just had a couple of questions about the basketball team. So, and my, and my question is, you know, Clemson decided to make a change at the end of the year from Monty Lee when they realized he wasn't going back to Omaha like Clemson had been used to doing. They also made a change when uh, Tommy Bowen was not getting production like you should from Clemson and Ohio Dabo, and he's brought them to the level of success they haven't seen in many, many years. And you're seeing the success of the softball team and other um, sports that have come recently to Clemson. So my question is, why can't Clemson basketball be that way? Because it kind of seems in a way that there's an acceptance of mediocrity when it comes to the basketball team. Because, yes, you started out great, and there was, you know, excitement in the season. But now you lose to a, a Louisville team, a Boston College team, teams that you should routinely be almost every single year. And somehow it's okay that he loses, and we continue to accept the fact that he doesn't even win 60% of his games. If that makes sense. Well, honestly, Byron, look, here's what I have to tell you. There is no way you can compare Clemson's sports history. In Byron, I'm hearing myself now. You know? Yeah, Byron? Okay. No, I'm still hearing myself, Byron. I'm getting feedback. I'm hearing my own voice come back. You have the radio on? There you go. Okay. Um, look, here's the thing. Clemson has a rich football history and tradition, right? They have a rich baseball yeah. history and tradition, right? What they don't have is a rich basketball tradition. Actually, the guy who's coaching now is making some of your tradition. He got this team to a sweet 16. Uh, this season's not over. I mean, that's the first thing. Let's wait till the season is over before we adjudicate it, all right? Because it's not. The season's a long way from over. This team's in fourth place in the ACC, 
This team's probably going to get a double bye in the ACC tourney. They could still go on and win the ACC tourney. I mean, and there's still a lot of regular season basketball left to be played. Everybody has disappointing losses in college basketball. It's a long season. There are no unbeaten teams. Everybody has disappointing losses. Gonzaga lost. You know, Byron, look, there are things you can't explain in basketball, and some of it is just simply how well you shoot the ball. You know, and, and sometimes it's not about the defense. But you know, sometimes it's just you shot it well on a particular night, whether they played well defensively or not. And some nights you just don't. And it's hard to win on those nights when other people are shooting it better than you are. Um, you know, Gonzaga, let me give you a good example. Gonzaga lost to Loyola Marymount at home. They lost to them at home. Loyola Marymount had been playing good basketball. Uh, and and there were a whole, the whole world full of people picking Loyola Marymount the other day against Gonzaga. They were only an eight-point underdog. They were all saying, take the money line. Uh, Loyola, Loyola uh, was going to win the game. Marymount was going to win the game outright. You know what the halftime score of that game was? 68-28 to 28 Gonzaga at Loyola. 68-28. to 28. They lost the first time, Byron. Gonzaga lost to that team at home. See, that's the nature of basketball. And if this sounds a little Tommy Bowden-ish, it's just because that's the nature of the game. And, and have they played poorly late? Yes, but the season is a long way from over, and they're still actually in, in really good position. So it, to me, it seems like a pointless conversation to talk about whether you're going to fire a guy when you don't even know how the rest of this plays out. I mean, if he takes this team to the Sweet 16 again, are you going to fire him? Yeah, I don't see that happening. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know <laughs> I that. Mean, uh, Here's my thing. Go ahead. Here's my big question. My, my big question is, is, is why can't Clemson get that way though? Because it, 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 I think that in if you, if you if you I don't really know who the white coach is. I really don't. You know, I, I can't. I can throw out a couple of names, but who knows? Well, the white coach is Brad. <laughs> I, I don't, well, I don't think he is. You, you've gone uh, again twelve years of the same coach and he doesn't win 60% of his games. You should be able to win 60% of your games when you're, when you're at Clemson as a basketball coach, that, that should be something that you should be able to do. Well, look, uh, much of it, much of his tenure at Clemson, uh, you know, the facilities just weren't up to grade. You had no way to compete against these, uh, these other uh, basketball entities in a basketball league. Now they, they, they at least can compete on that front. And I think the recruiting clearly has gotten better. And I think you've seen some of the young talent that he's brought to the school. I mean, these guys didn't get there by the stork. These guys you're watching and the young players that, that uh, other than the game against Louisville, have shown a lot of promise this year. So I, I'm still pretty optimistic overall, much more optimistic than you are. And we'll see how it ends. I mean, uh, I... I I don't get worried over a couple games, especially when I know a particular team is a matchup issue, and Louisville's a matchup issue for Clemson. They were in the first game; they still are. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. Their quickness is an issue for Clemson, and Clemson's going to struggle some against quick teams. I mean, I think Miami and Louisville are two teams that that are going to give Clemson trouble. 
Uh, the good news is I, I, I don't see a lot of other teams that are. And so uh, there's... Well, I think NC State will, especially with the funk court. I, I think Clemson uh, can beat NC State. They already beat them by 14 once. Uh, I think NC State's uh, ability to shoot the ball is in question. Byron, I got to run. Good talk to you. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5 Spartanburg. We are the Roar. Spring cleaning is always first thing on the to-do list this time of year, so don't forget yourself. Roosters is here to remind you how important it is to keep your hair and face fresh and clean this season. Roosters has a full menu of what you need for male grooming this spring to check that off of your list. Don't forget to set your next appointment with the professionals at Roosters on Pelham Road in Greenville by calling 884-8920. Gift cards are always available at Roosters. Give the gift that keeps on giving. Are you in need of a moving service? Are you in need of a junk removal service? College Hunks Hall and Junk and Moving has you covered. Looking for help loading or unloading a truck? Items moved around in your home or office or complete moving service? Give us a call. We also offer complete packing service. Looking to start spring cleaning early? College Hunks can help you there too. From one piece to an entire house with a 4.9 Google rating, you can't go wrong. Give us a call at 864-772-9242 or go to College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving online. Built to last and rock-solid resale value. Just two of the many reasons to own a Toyota. And the place to buy your Toyota? Ralph Hayes Toyota in Anderson. For over 70 years, Ralph Hayes Toyota has been delivering great value and service while setting themselves apart from the competition. And they're the oldest Toyota dealer in South Carolina. For new, used, or certified pre-owned Toyotas, find them at Ralph Hayes Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson. Guess who else has jumped on to Ph.D. weight loss and nutrition? It's our good friend Don Munson. Back in May of 2022, I knew I needed to lose a few pounds. I knew because my doctor told me I needed to drop 20. Just like you, 